0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, welcome to the Sage Sayers. I'm DG McCullough, Debbie Gardner McCullough. I'm a communications coach, a narrative coach, and a mental fitness coach from New Zealand and based in the fine state of Wisconsin. Each week the Sage Sayers unpacks communications, tips and strategies. And we're always looking for the Sage perspective, looking for the gift, the opportunities and even some knowledge within life's inevitable challenges. I'm responding to quite a few cries for help in the last few weeks on how to embrace imperfectionism. So how to let go of being perfect and needing to have the highest supreme equality that we're all striving for and just let go and go with what is instead. And that's this week's topic of this week's episode, why and how I embrace imperfection. Here's a backstory on top of the fact that many people are coming to me for this kind of help in my communications coaching practice. It's my own struggles with the stickler saboteur. It's the one known for taking order, organization, and perfectionism way too far. Anyone who knows and loves me well knows that this is a very dominant side of my personality. It serves me well when I really want quality, but in the remaining 80% of the instances where I don't need it, I still go for it and it creates a bit of tension within me and those I love. I do believe we can really manage this side of ourselves though. And the idea also stems from reporting on women leadership topics for The Guardian. From interviewing women leaders and researching their quotes from all over the world, I do know that learning curves do propel us into new learning and new exposure. And often when you ask a a leader how and when they saw their most growth, it was working within that space of not knowing and really struggling with the lack of knowledge and expertise they had in that moment. That's what helped them grow. That's what helped propel their their careers, but how do we embrace imperfection, especially when learning a new role, launching a business like I've done this past two and a half years, and also bu- building our personal brand? So here we go. Five ways I have grown in this area. Please note, I am still growing. I have not perfected how to manage my perfectionism, but I've certainly made some huge strides. and I'm also including how I counter that familiar negative self-talk. Step 1. Remember that imperfection prevails. When I'm striving to do something new, put my name out there, make a post, write an article, whatever, my inner judge and that stickler saboteur, that perfectionist side of me often lie. They convince me that everybody else's posts out there but mine are perfect, they're beautiful, they're flawless. And how can mine possibly be? I lack the time to get them that perfect. And besides, there is really no perfection anyway. But my judge and stickler convinced me otherwise. So what I have found really useful is to continue to look at the posts of those I deeply admire. And notice, I can find, with blameless discernment, flaws or little blips or little errors within tons of thought leadership pieces out there even those really high at the top. So, if imperfection is good for them, it can be for me too. Tip two: I get really clear on my purpose. So, here's the thing: I found that when I post and what I'm wanting to post, when I'm wanting to post things out onto LinkedIn or Medium, like I did last week and I'm doing now again on my Sage Sales podcast, I have specific goals in mind. One is to inspire other entrepreneurs, coaches, or reinventors like me to build their courage. I also have the purpose of enjoying communicating publicly so that I don't learn, sorry, lose this vital craft. I also want to ensure that I can relate to my own coachee's discomfort because here's the thing, I'm a communications coach. When communicators come to me, they need to get more comfortable with discomfort. So how can I possibly relate if I don't feel that routinely myself? And then I also want to attract business for group coaching programs, private practice clients, a future memoir, a new podcast I'm launching. But as I'm looking at this list, that is the bottom purpose for me. The top three are inspiring others, ensuring I can relate to others, and ensuring that I don't lose the craft of public communications. So Knowing this purpose has really helped me lean into releasing work that I know is flawed. I look at it and I see with my critical eye so many flaws, but I release it anyway because my purpose is to inspire and spark bravery and action in others. So try this. Figure out your purpose and just really look at those purpose points to pull you into action. Tip three, I commit to something. You may or may not notice that I am committing and placing something out to LinkedIn, out to Medium, or this podcast, at least once a week. I might miss the podcast some weeks, given my heavy schedule, but I will always post a Medium story in its place. And of course, there are weeks where I lack the time for both, but on those weeks, I commit to commenting on something that someone famous has posted out to LinkedIn for instance, that's where I play the most in terms of social media, and commenting, pushing that conversation forward a little bit, and again, it's an opportunity for me to get out of my own head, and when I start to fuss and nitpick what it is that I'm posting, it's always like, who are you, Debbie McCullough, to post anything to Indra Nui's post, for instance, former CEO of PepsiCo, or Sir Richard Branson, who are you? You're just a a girl from a sheep farm in New Zealand but having that dialogue even is helping me build up this muscle to release the need to be perfect because if I lean into the need to be perfect I will feel immobilized and do nothing so commit to something weekly a fourth tip capture the feeling and go raw now this technique may not relate to many it may not land for many but I've noticed that in the last few months I have really leaned into explain the videos. just little 90 second snapshots me speaking to my own phone camera and recording me explaining what my post is about or the feeling or the thoughts behind the post I love this technique because a it's pulling me into action B I'm committing to it being 90 seconds or less And three, I'm really building up that muscle of putting out videos, seeing myself do it, and then posting it to the public. It's a fantastic technique. I look at the recording afterwards and I notice it's not perfect. Again, hello, surprise, it's not perfect. But I want to commit to capture the feeling of excitement, for instance, that I've met a milestone in my coaching hours or joy that I certified with positive intelligence. When I let the feeling, the joy, the excitement, the self-pride, the astonishment pull me to action, it kind of reduces that adrenaline fear, that flight and fight response goes away. So capture the feeling, go roar. And here's my last tip, and then I'll leave you be. Give yourself a deadline. So when we give ourselves a deadline, we're able to give ourselves less wiggle room to back out. And this also pulls us into action. I learned this idea a long time ago. I was a Wired News News intern prior to my studies at the journalism program at UC Berkeley. In my first week, an editor terrified me with a one hour deadline for a breaking news story network solutions a company that then provided domain names to website owners started charging for their service a first arming me just with the press release a contact for their press agent and one spokesperson from the company he told me go forth I had a full panic attack, I'll be honest. I went to the restroom, hyperventilated, cried, but I kept it short because an hour is only an hour. I then pushed through, called the publicist, got the quote, and wrote the piece, using the keyboard keys to calm my trembling hands and silence my fears. And there were many. How will I get through? Will I make the deadline? What am I going to do when they realize I can't write to save myself? But I got there. And two big lessons surfaced. The self-talk to get on with it, which came after the panic attack, and then the rigid deadline worked. The story, and I refound it on Google recently and linked to it in my Medium post this week, remains a personal favorite. And even the headline, which I'm usually horrible at, but this one came to me in the final minute. No dinero, no domain lesson two, the short time frame and just knowing that I was responsible in that moment to not let Wired News be out by Reuters, BBC, Fox News, whoever it was, CNN. And this feeling of alone, this feeling of loyalty to my news agency showed versus told me, good can be good enough. I wonder if this is what inspired my recent move towards explainer videos, which I really enjoy, by the way. I've revisited this news reporter technique. I produce my videos in just a few minutes between coaching sessions, like I said, or as the sun sets, whatever it is. And having this room in which to do it improves how I perform on camera, how I connect with my audience, and my ability to just let go of it, let it go. I like these efforts enough to share them. So try giving yourself less versus more time to redo, refine, re- and re-edit or even talk yourself out of it. See what the skinny constraint of time does to that muscle of less fat fuss and more action. I chose perfectionism and fussiness for this week's podcast and my leadership article on Medium because it's my coaches coming to me with these problems and I 100% relate. I feel this way too. But there is real folly in waiting for perfection and seeking only perfection. We risk not doing anything. And for me, the worry stemmed from looking back 20 years later and regretting that I'd not met my full potential. It was this very feeling that inspired me to leave academia two and a half years ago after 19 years of service and go back to school at age 49 to train to become a coach. So figure out what your loss might be. By saying yes to perfection, what are you saying no to? Because it's very personal. I hope these five ideas spark something within you this week. And know that it's okay. Make things messy for now. And know that over time, when we continue to feel brave and let go of this purest idea of perfection, you'll get closer to what the true perfect version of you looks like and even feels like. Thanks for listening this week. In my show notes, you will see the regular link to my podcast, sorry, my website, to my LinkedIn profile and some other resources on perfectionism too. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful rest of your week and we will speak with you again soon. Bye bye for now.